right, welcome to the Family Business Podcast. It's Sunday night, it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day, everybody. And uh, we're going to do a recap of where we've been for the last couple of weeks, what we've been doing, what everybody's been up to. So take it away, Smed. You can start. All right, so I... Where did I leave off last? Last time I was on here, really, we were doing the Vegas recap podcast. So after Vegas was over was crazy for me business-wise because we went right into the St. Patrick's Day season. So St. Patrick's Day was, of course, crazy, and I won't go too much into that. You guys get the idea that people drink alcohol on the street, and I sell them T-shirts. Um, so that was generally what took place for the two or three weeks leading up to St. Patrick's Day. Um, but what I did directly after St. Patrick's Day was go to Pearson Airport um, the Saturday morning afterwards with uh, my boyfriend, Maz, and we went to Dallas, which was very cool. So I was in Dallas for a conference. It was called the Boutique Summit, and it was a two-day conference of other business owners who own like clothing stores. Um, and then it was directly into a market and the market was really cool because I didn't know that that's exactly how the fashion industry worked. I, I guess I had like on some level understood that, but I didn't know following the conference, there was a market that was attached to it that we got access to, which I didn't fully understand how the clothing industry worked or just like how buying wholesale really worked in general. Um, but this is what I was attending. It was a big wholesale conference where it was a 16 floor building and it was thousands and thousands of vendors and you had to be pre-approved and show them that you were like a viable business by like sending in your invoices. It was this like kind of crazy big process. It was pretty overwhelming. Um, and then you go there and you have to like curate the collection of clothing that you're purchasing to bring into your store. So this was the first market I had ever participated in. And then I'm actually going to another one in Nashville this weekend. Um, now that I have my first under my belt, I feel a little bit more comfortable. And with the school year being done now, I have like the entire summer to work on my collection for homecoming for next year. Um, so that's kind of what I am working on right now. So I'm going to go to Nashville this weekend, go to like the Nashville market and then buy some good pieces for the homecoming season coming up. Did we talk about the fact that we did a family trip to Nashville at the tail end of your trip when you went to the first market? Uh, no, not specifically. I mean, we, I went to, yeah, I went to Nashville, Dallas. I went to Dallas. I'm like confusing everywhere. Went to Dallas and then I was there for three days for work. And then Maz and I decided we were going to extend our trip a little bit and travel through Texas because neither of us had been there like for a long period of time. So we went to Houston and Fort Worth and checked out a couple of the universities along the way and just went to like their campus bookstores so I could see kind of what's trending in the U.S. market for what we're doing down here. And then Maz got food poisoning, so that was not <laughs> enjoyable. And then we, yeah, we met you guys in Nashville the following weekend. So we took a one-way flight from... Dallas to Nashville but we had a six-hour layover in Florida so we actually just went to the beach which was excellent um and then yeah met you guys in Nashville and then did three days there and we, it was great we had a really nice time so for the conference portion of it at least while you were doing like work and, and whatnot there what was the biggest thing that you learned while you were there honestly uh, that I think the biggest thing that I learned is that I'm on the right path like I didn't really learn anything that I didn't already know. It was just kind of a refresher of what I had already experienced. But it was cool to see that 
other people who are in similar shoes to me or have a similar like business strategy and no one's in the specific market that I am, um, are, I'm doing the right thing. So it was just kind of like a reaffirmation. I don't think I would go to that specific conference again. It was definitely a good time. Um, but I learned about this conference called the sports and licensing trademark show that takes place in Vegas. Um, and that's like, a some sort of market event, um, where all the university bookstores in the U S and like the NCAA and like all the college sports and whatnot purchase their merch from. So I'm definitely going to go to that in Vegas next January. So what were the speakers like? So there was speakers at your conference, right? Like there was guest speakers. Yeah, there was guest speakers, but again, like they weren't. Were they brand people or? Uh, Yeah, they they were like people who like came from. One guy spoke from this company called Comment Sold, and it's for like live selling. So he was like teaching about live selling, like an auctioneer. Almost like an auctioneer, but for Instagram or for Facebook. So a lot of people who own boutiques in the states or who are in like MLMs sell online, like live on Facebook or Instagram, and they have this technology that like. Basically, someone comments the word sold and it sends them an invoice directly so they can like live sell. But that's not something that really takes place in Canada. And then when I went to go speak to them about it, they were like, oh, yeah, this tech isn't like available there. So I was like, that doesn't really bring me much value. Um, But one of the speakers who was supposed to be there is actually the reason that I went to the conference. Um, And his name was Jesse Itzler. And he's like a vegan ultra marathoner who's married to the woman who owns or like founded Spanx. And he owns what the Atlanta Hawks like. Uh, Yeah. One of those teams or something like that, like an an NFL team. No, he owns a basketball team. NBA. Yeah. But he also like Hmm. founded what like the Uber for private jets. Yeah, he's very cool. He, yeah, he's a really cool guy. So I was really excited because he was a keynote speaker for one of the days. And then I've like left one of my seminars early so I can like put my bag on a chair and like watch him live. And I'm so excited and I'm sitting there and they get on stage and they're like, unfortunately, Jesse Itzler has canceled. And I was like, excellent. I just flew from Canada to be here. Um, unfortunately, someone in his family passed away, so he wasn't able to make it. So I guess that's a valid reason. So yeah, the person who stepped in for Jesse Itzler was Marcus Luttrell, which was very exciting because I'd heard who he was through Maz. I tried to watch The Lone Survivor once, but I fell asleep. And I've watched it since because I saw him speak, and now I was like, I need to see his film. And he's absolutely inspiring, really cool guy. My only thing was he has a very thick Southern accent. So I... For most of it, I didn't understand what he was saying. Like, there was a lot of points where he was he was speaking, and I'm sure everyone was, like, laughing and clapping, and I was like, it sounds like he's literally speaking another language because it was just such a thick southern accent. Um, so wow. I wish I could have gotten a little bit more value from it if I understood what he was saying. But one thing I did take away from his speech, which I thought was really cool, is he has two children, and he kind of raised them as if they were like a infantry platoon. And so when they were kids, if one of them was doing something wrong, so let's say Kieran and I were raised this way, if Kieran acted up, I would be punished because they're a team and they should love each other so much that like if the other one is being punished on their behalf, then that like Kieran would stop misbehaving. And like, I thought that was a really cool way of like looking at parenting and like creating like love and bonding within your family. 
That is very cool, actually. Yeah. I like that concept. So that was definitely like one major takeaway I took from his speech. So I was really grateful to experience that and see him live. And I would love to see him and Jesse Itzler again in the future. Very cool. I was just going to mention that when you did meet up with us in Nashville, there was a reason for that. And I'm not sure if we shared with it or not, but Terry and I both have March birthdays. And so the weekend in between, we always try and do something special for each other because we hadn't been anywhere in two years. We decided that we were going to go to Nashville at somewhere that we both really enjoy. We love country music and we love a good old drive through the U.S. And we really enjoyed ourselves. So we met up with you guys there. We had a great time. We did a whole bunch of shopping and we went to a couple of country bars. We had some amazing food. And then we just had like a great again, motivational, inspirational time and came home completely charged and ready for spring. Yeah, you guys, like, when you were there, you were, like, fired up eating-wise. Like, we, they learned what Whole Foods was when we were in Nashville. <laughs> we did. The amount of money we spent in Whole Foods, specifically <laughs> on my dad just drinking, like, juice shots that he's like, these are going to be, they're going to change my life. And like, he's now like obsessed with like juice shots and stuff. Like it was a very, same thing as Vegas, like very like healthy, motivating, like it was good. It was a really great trip. I think it's good when you feel good. I think that's part of it is like I've said before, you're like a really good role model for us for, you know, healthy eating and healthy lifestyle. But we're also learning more and more that we feel better, whether it's physically or mentally about just life in general when we're you know eating clean and putting premium fuel in our bodies and premium fuel in our minds and circling ourselves with the right people and things like that. So we've had a couple of experiences lately that have continued to remind us. So we slip up now and again, like Terry said, we just left Dairy Queen. However, uh, it's progress, not perfection. And uh, that was part of the adventure that we had earlier. Yeah, the only problem is I got all these blue shots and you guys tried them. And then we're like, hey, we'll all drink them when we get home. And the 40 that I got for my 40 days became five days. So, uh, yeah, no. So Smad's going back to Nashville this weekend. And I want her to fill her trunk with blue shots when she comes home. Not any clothing samples, so yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what the border, <laughs> border guards have to say about that. They're like, "What is this?" Well, what's funny is like an hour ago when we were driving home from Nash or from Nashville from Dairy Queen, my we were talking about like stem cell therapy and like if you would do it. My mom was like, "Oh yeah, like I'd do anything if it meant I was going to be healthier and like live longer and like feel great." And she was literally eating a blizzard while she was saying this, and I looked at her and was like you know what would make you feel better, live longer, and be healthier is... And what did I say? You said, if you moved out. (laughs) (laughs) I did, actually. I said, if you would shut up and move out, then all of those things would happen for me. Said with the utmost of love, of course. But in the moment, I was enjoying my ice cream, and you were annoying me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how things go around That's a little backstory about what happens in the Doherty house. Anyway, so yes, I had a great last couple months, and now things are slowing down a bit more. Um, literally thinking about now the homecoming season, which sounds super far away, but summer will be over before we know it, and I will be selling T-shirts to more children drinking in streets. So (laughs) it's my business strategy. Nice. (laughs) Well, DJ season's just about to kick off. I uh, did my first uh, fashion show, actually, of the uh, season, which was kind of cool. I did a fashion show for a local business here in Kingston, it was hosted at the Italian Center, and it was great. I mean, the food was fantastic. 
Uh, it always is great, but it was really good and it was nice to get out. The fashion show was probably the longest fashion show I've ever done. It was two and a half hours, and uh, but it was really great. And the models were fantastic. It was just local business people and and women from the community. So it was a lot of fun. Sorry, what was this for? This is actually the first I'm hearing of this. Um, I'm not actually sure what it was actually for. I just, I was asked to uh, DJ a fashion show and I was asked. So at I had the Italian hall and it, what, do you remember the name of the store? Uh, I do. Selections? Nope. Expressions. I was close. <laughs> I have select expressions. Anyway, it was really cool and I, and I'm I liked sure it. it. There was, was some fundraising going on. Oh, I'm sure there was. It was for somebody. Might have been for the Ukraine. No, it was something you to do like with. buy a ticket to like go watch it? Yeah. Like, what was no, there it? was 150 women at it. It was sold out. Really? Yeah, it was fantastic. And I it was women from all different this. ages. Uh, and I, th- I believe it was for somebody who had cancer, actually. They did a fundraiser. It was just a lot of fun. I had a really good time. It was unexpected. They're doing another one in October, so I'll talk about it before and after. But it was a real good time. Anyway. Can you talk about, what was it, two weeks ago, you did Coachella themes or music festival themes at Spearhead. And I thought that was like a really cool theme for your trivia. So Yeah, so I did, uh, I did music festivals because Coachella was just finishing up its two-week run. We did Woodstock for the 70s. It was kind of cool. And then we did Live Aid in the 80s and the Toronto Music Festival, which was the first one. It was actually held at Mossport in 1980. And it had like seven or eight bands. And so I played all seven bands or eight bands. And then I played the balance of uh, Live Aid. And then for the 90s, I did the Warp Tour and the first Lollapalooza. And then I did Coachella from the 2000s on. But what I actually learned, I did Coachella and I also did uh, Glastonbury, which is a festival in uh, Britain. But yeah, yeah, and what I learned was Glastonbury is actually the longest running music festival in the world. It started in 1970 and has been on for every year. So it's run for 53 years. So I was never heard of it. It's a massive music festival. I knew about it, but I only knew about it in my 20s. I, you know, obviously I didn't know about music festivals when I was younger. What type of music is it? It's everything. So, I mean, recently they had everybody from Rod Stewart to the Pogues. I mean, they've had... Uh, the the person who's played the most actually is Van Morrison, it, which so it's kind of cool. I mean, uh, they have everybody on it, like Sinead O'Connor. They have obviously British bands and stuff, um, but they also have like Blink One Eighty Two and like Shania Twain's been there. So it's just a multi-genre, I guess, uh, music festival. And it's really cool. It's uh, it's in England and. Uh, it's, I think it's been in Ireland as well. It's kind of a European music festival, like a British music festival. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. So I, I did that. Anyway, so, um, yeah, this week I'm actually DJing all rock music. So uh, by the time you guys hear this, it'll already be done. So I'm doing all rock music. And then I started my day-to-day and headed off to church. I actually watched the movie Pretty in Pink with Sherry, and it was great. It was an old 80s movie. And I've been playing the soundtrack everywhere today and all different versions of it. So... I'm gonna. St- I think I'm gonna do movie soundtracks again. That's a good one. I like yeah. when you do that. So, and somebody asked me about it last week, and I, it kind of stuck in my head. So I'm gonna do that, and then we're gonna get into June, and June's gonna be outside at Spearhead, and then in July, I'm hoping to do dueling uh, dunk tanks. So uh, having people go head to head in dunk tanks, and if they get the music wrong, we're gonna dunk them. So. Um, so I think we yeah. should take a vote on that one. My feedback was that most people who are at a bar on a Thursday night don't want to enter into a dunk tank and get their look ruined. I think if you're drunk enough, that, that 
Anyway, just so you know. Is there any liability involved in that? Don't ask the insurance guy that. <laughs> so, anyway. I think you should uh, maybe do a poll and see if people are interested in that. I already did that, poll people, and they thought it was hilarious. I've my makeup for a Thursday night. I'm not jumping into Dunk Tank. Sorry, where did you even come up with that idea? Also, if you're getting a Dunk Tank, can we buy one and use it to Wim Hof? Unrelated, but I feel like that would be a really fun way to start the day. We have a pool. Frogs get in it. <laughs> And frogs aren't going to get in your dunk tank? Oh, all right. So anyway, and then we're going to do actual karaoke in August. So I'm excited for that. So we're going to have a TV screen, and uh, we're going to do karaoke music trivia. Excellent. I can't wait to make all of the branding for that. And I will not be participating in any dunk tanking. I didn't ask you to. Good. <laughs> all right. So that kind of wraps it up. I'm getting into um, wedding season for myself, and we're going to be crazy busy. And so, you know, I'll flip it over to you guys and you guys can finish it out. Kieran, what have you been doing? What are you up to? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I think remember. we should go to Kieran because mine's a pretty straight answer. So let's hear what Kieran's been Selling up to. Selling houses pretty much. Yeah. Trying, yeah. Well, yeah, I would say the most prominent thing was I went on a cruise for the first time in I want to say four years. We went on a cruise in summer of 2018 or 2019 uh, as a family, but I went with my friends for a spring break trip, and there was 2,000 college students. That's on this a very different cruise Royal Caribbean than cruise ship. 17 Irish family. Yeah, yeah. In 2019. Yeah, this was a interest, a very interesting experience, and I had a really good time with my friends, and we made a lifetime of memories that we talk about now. So yeah, it was super fun, and it was pretty much just four days of being sunburnt the entire time in the ocean with. 2,000 other people. So it was pretty great. Other than that, got back and uh, I kind of made a point of doing all of my schoolwork for the rest of the year before I left. So when I got back, I was pretty much done the school year, which was fantastic. So like I only had like one or two things left to do, but I just moved into a new house and I'm starting three courses for the summer for summer school, which I'm super pumped about. And I got a hammock and this hammock, I'm going to sit in the backyard every single day and do my schoolwork starting tomorrow morning which is when my courses start. So your monthly update on the Family Business Podcast is that you got a hammock. I did get a hammock. I'm pretty okay. pumped on I it. I think there's another significant accomplishment that you're pretty being humble, not mentioning, but I'm going to brag on you for a moment if that's okay. Sure. So I'm not going to have the technical words correct, but my understanding is that the program you're in at Queen's is you're trying to get a degree in film arts. I am. And the first year was general studies. Yes. And you had to have a certain grade point average to officially get accepted into the film arts program in year two. Yes. That's all correct so far? Yep. All right. You know more than I do. All right. And... My understanding is you got accepted because you did have the grade point average that was required to be officially in the film arts program in year two. So the hammock has a sun thing. Uh, it's <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So pretty much what happened was uh, in order to like get into the full film school program to like major into, you need a certain average or higher. And I was pretty much on the cusp for the past like eight months since the program started. And the final assignment was the be all end all. And I pretty much needed like higher than an 80 to get in and I just got a notification seven weeks after I submitted the assignment saying that I got a 96 on it. So wow. I was very happy with that just based on my like effort that I put into it because I really did try. But also it was such a sigh of relief because if I had gotten like lower than an 80 on it, I would have been right on the cusp. But I'm completely fine now. So wow. pretty happy with that. And uh, I don't really talk about school much on this. We so didn't... now you can just spend your summer in the hammock now. Yeah, I'm pretty much just in the hammock for the rest of the summer. Is, yeah. I'm, we all, sorry, not just me, but we all are incredibly proud of you for that. So congratulations. That's Thank a you. huge accomplishment. Yeah. And we want to 
it was definitely a nice relief heading into the summer years uh, yes. or the summer season. But in season. true Kieran fashion, you're now doing summer school. Yeah. Because you're trying to accelerate getting your degree quicker than the normal path. Yes. So doing more than you should. A hundred percent. All right. And the 50 other things that I have to do tonight. <laughs> and yeah, so that's pretty much it for me for now, just working on a lot of projects and stuff for the summer. But I moved into a new home and the home that I was living in before was not so advantageous for my mental health. And this one is the best it possibly could be. So I'm in great spirits and very happy. And I wake up every day just overjoyed. I'm in a nine bedroom house all by myself. Yeah. You said that for the summer, none of your roommates are there pretty no. much. And so you're alone <laughs> yeah, in a no, nine bedroom I'm literally, house. I'm so We're happy. all going to come and visit you on alternating nights. Please don't. You're also not living in a basement in Aberdeen anymore, so that's positive. That's true, but it was fun nonetheless. But yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. Just hammock for the rest of the summer. So if anyone is wondering what I'm up to, probably He's in the in hammock. hammock. I'm either wakeboarding or in the hammock. <laughs> I set it up in my living room today for Maz. It was sweet. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So houses. Houses. So I'll wrap it up. What I do for the most part is self-explanatory. However, we are in the spring real estate market. I also came back from both Las Vegas and our trip to Nashville completely energized and positive and ready to go and take on the spring market with my full gusto and everything that I do. I've been working really, really long days and really, really long hours, and I absolutely love what I do, so it's good that I love what I do because I've been working very long days and probably not having a whole lot of work-life balance right now, but I figure work-life balance will come in August when the real estate market slows down again, and as they like to say, you got to make hay while the sun shines. Apparently, even in the dark, you're making hay. I'm trying to make hay. You're making hay in four in the morning and up to 11 o'clock at night some nights, and it's seven days a week right now. This is the first day you've had off. This is the first day I've had off literally since we came back from Nashville. I know. And not really because it's Mother's Day, but also intentionally. I didn't book an open house today. I wanted to spend some family time, and I actually do need to rest and reset because I was getting tired last week. Yeah, I know. It's At crazy. any rate, it is, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a lot of work right now. Everybody's watching closely what's happening in the real estate market. And I'll give you my two cents worth on it, which I share pretty frequently with everyone. But most people have heard that the tide is starting to change a bit on the real estate market. And what happened was pretty much after the March break, we hit like a market stall and things that we're seeing 10, 15 bids over asking price and things like that stopped getting quite as high of bidding wars. There were still two or three. You're still getting into a bidding competition. But the insanity of January and February of this year kind of slowed down. And there were a number of factors that were impacting that. There's, you know, first of all, interest rates actually did start to increase like they said they were going to, but they started to do that uptick. Also, there was a new federal budget announced and proposed, and it had several implications to the real estate market in it. So people are taking a pause for a moment to see what that's really going to mean. And then, unfortunately, a war broke out in the world, which means global economic instability. And people also stopped to see what was that going to mean to them individually and personally. So there were lots of reasons why we kind of hit this stall in the middle of March. And it didn't really rebound, and it's actually you know, kind of moving towards more of a balanced market versus we've always talked about for the last two years, it's been a seller's market and it's moving towards a little bit more of a buyer's market because the bidding wars are down and it's now not uncommon in the real estate community to hear agents saying offer came day, 
sorry, offer day came and went and I had no offers and showings have been really, really light on this specific property. So we're wondering if, if this is the new norm. I hope so. <laughs> well, that's because you're a buyer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and there's pros and cons to all of it. I actually prefer, and most people just prefer a balanced market where qualified buyers can buy things and sellers get fair market price for their properties that they've invested their time, energy, and money into for the years. So that may be happening. It's just it happened very suddenly. It, you know, we normally see a slowdown after the March break because people have been away and they're resetting and they're focusing and then it just didn't really rebound this year. So we need to see what, you know, how the world economy is going to stabilize and whether or not the budget things are going to happen and what's really going to happen with interest rates. And then people will potentially get back to shopping or we'll just get into a balanced market, which wouldn't be the worst thing ever. So that's essentially a recap of what I've been up to. With that, we're gonna wrap it up. And because it's been different today, we're actually going to wrap it with something different. We're each going to share our next thing that we're all excited about or our biggest goal that we're working on. And then I wanna give you a teaser that in our next episode, that is just the family. So we think we're gonna go with the format of a guest and then a family update and then a guest and then a family update. So the next time we're doing a family update, we're actually gonna share with you all, all our biggest family failures. And I've had a lot of them, so <laughs> this will be a good episode. So it's a Kieran episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I we're just being cautious that, you know, our world isn't perfect. We also have obstacles and have hurdles and straight-up failures, and so we want to be authentic and real and relatable and transparent. So we're going to choose one of our biggest failures. I'm, I don't like the word, but we're going to pick one of our biggest failures and also share what we learned from it. But until then, uh, for today, we're going to share our next biggest goal that we're excited about. So Smad, what are you working on that you're excited about? Mine's my hammock, first of all. <laughs> well, we're waiting for her to talk. I'm so excited to get in this hammock tomorrow Excellent. morning. Excellent. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that I showed you that thing at Costco. Yeah, I'm kind of just working on a rebrand on my website. It's been slowly but surely. I was originally planning on kind of doing like a huge big launch, but I've just been trickling through the editing process. I thought I was going to switch to Shopify, and then I wasn't happy with the platform, so I decided to stay with Wix and... So, I don't know. I'm just, like, working away on my website and hopefully getting some new designs launched for the schools this summer. Guys, what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to change my office a little bit. I've got the dog in there, and I've got some of my clothes in my closet. We've taken down some of the doors in that area where my closet's going to be. I am actually want to mount a couple of turntables in there, put some vinyl in there, uh, and just turn it into a bit of a recording studio at the same time and just be able to practice on vinyl again and and spin a little bit more and you know I want to start using vinyl again when I do some shows like at Throwback Thursday so I just want to practice so uh, for me it's just going to be a little bit of fun building up um, a DJ booth again. That's pretty cool and to be honest that's just the tip of the iceberg on the renovations. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole renovation plan for you. Yeah I know but it's just something fun I want to do in my office and probably um, you know in the next couple of months. So what I'm most excited about that I'm working on actually is I actually have my first opportunity for a luxury listing and I am very excited about that opportunity as well as getting into the luxury listing market in our area. That's a pretty cool opportunity that we're doing a big collaboration on. So pretty much all of us have been a part of it. And it's really great to have, you know, SMAD's support and Maz's support and Terry and Kieran, obviously, and Ian. It's a big team project because it's a big opportunity. And I love that we're all collaborating on something. And then I also love that summer's coming and it's time to start 
booking client appreciation events and that it's great weather, so it's good to be going out visiting people and just being out and about in the community again. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm pretty excited that we're going to introduce Maz as the next guest on the podcast. I'm also excited about that. I mean, we always talk about him, but he's, he's kind of like Pokeroo. He's never in the room at the same time. So it'll be kind of a little bit fun uh, talking about Maz and He's Hubbard. always in the room, and he's always hugging me. So. <laughs> well, he's not doing either right now. So, yeah, no, I'm excited that we're going to have Maz on the podcast next time, and then he should just keep joining us yeah, uh, as we nice. go around. All right, guys, thanks again for listening uh, to the Family Business Podcast. It's Sunday night. It's Mother's Day night. We're going to go relax and uh, enjoy a movie together. So, guys, until next time, we'll see you.